You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a situation that happens all the time in our games where players uh, get frustrated, emotional, nervous in a match. It could be based on uh, another team serving them off the court. It could be based on another team going on a run. Um, there's a lot of situations that happen in our game. And uh, a question I get all the time is, what do I do as a coach when this happens? How do I help my players bounce back and get out of the rut? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about on today's episode. And ironically enough, during when, as I was recording this episode today, my libero texted me and I was like, you know what? Do you have a second to come on? So I brought my libero on to talk about this exact thing. So you have a nice, nice little guest, special guest that talks about exactly what he goes through when it comes to, you know, that serve, receive and getting over that hump. So it's an episode you definitely don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 147 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? Another week of volleyball. Uh, Hey, how's it going? My name is Coach Brian Singh. If you are a new listener, welcome to the podcast. If you are a regular listener, as always, you know how much I appreciate you guys, where the goal of every episode is to deliver something of value, something tangible that you can take back to your gym and apply right away. And I hope that I'm able to do that today uh, for this episode where we're going to talk about, you know, things that, you know, the thing is players, players are always getting frustrated, flustered, emotional, nervous during a match. It happens, you know, it happens. And how can we as coaches uh, help mitigate that, you know, fix that to the best that we can? Because it's a problem and it happens all the time. And I'm going to share with you some things that you can do. And, and I do want to say that there's no one answer fit all. Okay. There's no, uh, there's a lot of different approaches to this. And many coaches might have their own approach. So this is just, you know, coming from a position where I've had experience dealing with this over my 15, 16 year career and something that I can share with you to help hopefully help you. And, you know, this is an ongoing conversation. So feel free if you have other ideas you want to add to this, reach out. I'd love to, you know, hear things that you guys do to help with this, you know, situation where players are getting frustrated and emotional during a match, especially, you know, given given each scenario, each situation, which could be, you know, every, every uh, situation could be different. But um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to to get back into my off season. So now, just because some things about myself here is I'm a uh, I'm in the off season. We're going to be getting back into the gym uh, sooner rather than later, probably end of April, end of April or uh, really really early May. And I'm looking forward to getting back into a nice off season, uh, getting my guys ready to go for September. It's going to be a, a fun time with a lot of growth. And if you're a coach and you're getting ready to hit your off season, make sure you take it seriously. Make sure you plan and prepare for it. Make sure you monitor and see your players, uh, you know, progress over that off season, so that when September comes, you already have, uh, you know, a step ahead of the game, if you will, or depending on when your season starts. Um, another thing I want to mention too, DVA Live 2023. So if you are a listener of the pod for a long time. 
then you know that every every year um, I host a live virtual coaches clinic or coaches workshop, whatever you want to call it. Uh, actually, it's more of a coaches clinic because a workshop for me is a, a couple hours. A clinic is like a multiple day thing. So it's August 12th and 13th. All right. So save those dates because uh, that's going to be the dates where we're going to have guest speakers come in. And the theme of the work of the clinic, rather, the theme of the clinic is in that weekend, it's a weekend, we are going to build your championship program from the ground up. It's more of an interactive clinic where you actually get to sit with me and we work through your programming and I go through a bunch of live trainings where I teach you how to properly plan for a season and things and the ingredients that you should include and we work on, you know, your your volleyball handbook, your 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 manual. We work on identifying what your team needs and how to, you know, all basically from the ground up we do this. It's super exciting. And if you are a DVA member, then you get a free ticket to DVA Live. And if you are not a DVA member, that is okay. You still get access to DVA Live. Um, I, I haven't finalized a price yet. Last year, uh, it was $97. Um, so it, it might be $97 or it might be a little bit more depending on how, how like what the cost for me. Like some of my costs went up too. So uh, I'll just factor that into the price. But it won't be more than $130. I don't see it being more than 130. It'll be between 97 and 130, something like that. All right, uh, but it's a, it, it, but it's still that's still probably the most affordable coaches clinic I've ever heard of. Um, so either way, it, the, the goal of this is not to you know make money off coaches. It's to help coaches and try to you know bring a, a great professional coaches and professional players in as well as myself to have a weekend of a lot of learning and, and literally planning out your season. So looking forward to that. All right, sorry I've been talking too long here. Let's get to today's episode. So I want to I want to walk you through a couple different scenarios that normally happen, okay? And I know, you know, in DVA, I'm working with a lot of coaches right now dealing with this, you know, players getting frustrated, emotional, nervous during a rally, during a match. And here are the top 3 situations that happen. And you might want to write this down or you can just remember this. Where you see players get frustrated is serve receive errors. So when a server goes on a run, and as a result, you're making serve-receive errors. Two, serving errors. And three, hitting errors. Okay? Now, in order, uh, it's tough because serving errors and serve-receive errors, I would probably go serving serve-receive errors first. That's probably the most uh, the most flustered players get is off of serve receive errors. Second would be serving errors, and t- and third would be hitting errors. Hitting errors happen, and players do get frustrated. But there's a lot of things that have to happen in place for those hitting errors to even occur. One, we have to be passing well enough for a setter to set the ball, and so forth. So a lot of different players that that have a role when it comes to hitting errors. But serve receive errors that is the number one most common. When it comes to players getting, you know, caught out of rhythm, getting emotional, getting frustrated, and how and trying to bounce back from that, and then serving errors is the other one. And I've seen, and I've I've talked to coaches actually just this weekend where they've talked about comebacks, you know, down twenty two ten makes a comeback and wins a match, you know, down eighteen nine. Or, or, or in, a, in certain coaches, you're up 18-9, and then a team makes a comeback and wins the match. And I don't know if you've ever been a part of a lot of these comebacks, hopefully on the 
on the on the end where you're coming back. But if you've been a in a situation where you're up by a huge margin and a team comes back and wins, that is very, very frustrating. And it normally starts from the serving line where they serve and they go on a serving run. Serving runs, right? That's very, very, very common. And what are, what are some things that happen? Well, players blame each other. Sometimes they'll blame the coaching staff. Okay. Sometimes they'll, they'll blame the player right beside them. Sometimes you're going to hear excuses. Oh, it's so loud in here. It's too loud. I can't focus or... You know, whatever, whatever excuse, you're going to start hearing the excuses. You're going to start having players hoping the ball doesn't come to them because now they're in a state of, you know, playing not to lose instead of playing to win. You're going to have them dwell on their mistake much longer than they need to, well after the point was awarded to the other team, getting ready, the, 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 the referee blows the whistle and they're still thinking about that last point, Okay. There's a lot of things that happen here where your players are getting frustrated, emotional, and nervous. And there are a couple things you can do to help mitigate this, all right? Now, the first is something that many of you have probably heard me talk about before, and I apologize to be a broken record, but that is having a plan for failure. Having a plan for failure. The reason a lot of these things happen and we get frustrated and emotional and nervous and we get thrown out of our game is because we don't know or your players don't know what to do when that happens. They don't have an actual plan in place. So a plan in place you should have for all three of these scenarios. One, what do you do? What is your plan when you make a serve-receive error? Okay, what is your plan? What is your plan when you make a serving error? And then what is your plan when you make a hitting error? Okay. And there are a lot of things you could, you could talk about breathing. You could talk about um, closing your eyes for a second, gathering your thoughts and moving on. And that's where you breathe. You could talk about taking for a walk to the end line and back. There's a lot of different things you can do, but there has to be a plan. And here's probably the most important reason why you need to have a plan is because when you have a plan that is automatically triggered when you make a serve-receive error, just shifting your mindset to that plan is more than likely enough to get you out of that negative headspace or at least mitigate any kind of negative emotions. Because what happens is when you don't have a plan, now you're letting the emotion of the game dictate what happens and how you feel. You're 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 a little bit more emotional. You're still thinking about that error for a longer period of time. Then the referee blows the whistle and now you have to refocus even more quickly to get ready for the next serve which you're not and then it's another serve receive error or whatever the case is. So whatever the plan is, doesn't matter how great the plan is, whatever the plan is is not not irrelevant but it's more so important because it it, because you don't have time to to cry, to be emotional. You don't have time because now you're th- you're you're automatically switching to your plan after you've committed that error, and that is the secret. That's the key, is because you don't have time to be flustered, emotional, nervous. Yes, you're going to be nervous. It's going to happen. But the minute you shift into oh, I made an error, bang! Here now I'm now I'm going through my steps. You're too busy going through your steps to worry about your emotions, your nervousness, you're already going through the steps. 
And that is important, is going through those steps. And breathing is a, is a common one. You know, I'll, I'll walk you through a couple that my players have. Breathing's one. Um, another one is walking to the end line and back. Just that walk. Okay, another one is while you're walking to the end line, thinking about what you're going to do to get that serve next. So again, you're not dwelling on the mistake you just made. You're thinking about your next action, your next serve receive that you're going to make and how you're going to be better at that serve receive. Okay, so again, a subtle shift, but we're thinking about the next plan of action. Okay, uh, a couple of my other players will, will want the ball. They'll be like, okay. I want this ball to come to me. It's gonna. It's probably gonna come on this side of my body because that's where I just made the mistake. So I'm gonna be ready for it on this side of my body. Okay. You're going back to the line and you're looking at the server if they see have any tendencies, what hand they're tossing the ball, what hand they're hitting with, where they're starting on the court. So a next plan for failure is when that happens, you then focus on the server and see what he or she is doing next so that you can use cues that you've taught to pick up on the serve, all right? A lot of my, my liberos will take this personally and say, I want the next ball. Oh, he got me? Wow, congratulations, you're not gonna get me again, okay? These are certain things that are really, really important. And, uh, and listeners, to help you understand a little bit about what this is, I actually am really fortunate that uh, my libero uh, just hit me up and I got him on. And I have my libero on right now, and I want to ask him, because uh, just to give you a little bit of a background, uh, we're very, very fortunate enough in our college gym to have uh, one of the best liberos in the league. He was a first-team first all-star this season, and um, I can tell you, when he came on our team, uh, he got injured in his first season, barely played. Uh, he was kind of going outside, like left side, libero, uh, really, really struggled in his first season. And, and a lot of that had to do with injury. It has not much to do with his, his skill set, but more injury. And no libero experience in the OCAA came in, uh, played a little bit for us at the libero position last season, but had to fight to get, the, to get the starting spot. So he wasn't a starting libero. And this season, he worked his way into starting libero. And ended up being the number one libero, well, at least in the East. It's arguably number one libero in the OCAA, but he was a first-team all-star libero in the OCAA. So, Jay, what's up, man? What's How up, you Coach? How are you? I'm all right. Okay, so let's talk. So I'm so the today's episode that we're talking about is uh, a, a topic that coaches have been really struggling with and really reaching out to me about is, you know, what do you do? You know, how do you get, how do you not get frustrated and, and nervous during a match, especially when another team is serving and serve receive. I talked about this serve receive is the number one thing that players get frustrated and flustered and nervous and emotional about, especially during a game. So what are your strategies, man? How do you cope with when a server gets the better of you and, and, and aces the ball right to you? So honestly, as a libero, as a serve receive, you know, it happens. We're human. Everyone makes mistakes. You'll probably get shanked once for sure. But honestly, you just have to have short-term memory. Volleyball is a long game. It's all about a game of runs. So you just have to think about the next point, have short-term memory, as I said. And you have to get that next point because every point matters in volleyball. It's a long game. You can't let that other team get the momentum, momentum switch. Just have to get that next point. So I know that's, that's, you know, get the next point volleyball. Yeah. I like the idea of short-term memory. So I talked about earlier about, uh, you know, players having a plan in place that when that serve receive happens, that you, you already said, you know, it's going to happen. It, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. At least in many cases, sometimes you, you play it, you, you have a great game and you don't get, you don't get uh, any service areas, which happens quite a bit, but obviously, you know, it does happen. 
what is your plan? Like, what is your step-by-step plan that you have? Because I know you have one that you go through uh, when you get when that serve receive error happens right away. Okay, so prior to the games, we already know we do our homework. All of us do our homework, and we know what type of server each player is on the other team. Right. So you just have to memorize that and remember what kind of serve is going to come at us and just read it. So, like, on a float serve, you know we're supposed to step up. On a top top serve, you have to, you have to stay back. Right. And you have to be ready and watch those cues. So that's it. So you ball comes, you get an A, you get an A, the AC, you're like, okay, I know what the server is. I know exactly what he's going to do. I know how he beat me. So now we're going to be dialing to, okay, float serve. We're going to take a step up and we, we know what serve he's going to do and you're just going to get it. Yeah. So I think what I heard there was you forgot about the point that just happened. Exactly. So you forgot about it. You've done a good job at making yourself, allow yourself to forget about it. Two, you do focus on the next point. Which is, I know it's cliche, and I know coaches always say, well, yeah, of course, we tell our players to focus on the next point, but you wholeheartedly do that because yeah. of the plan you have in place. Uh, and then, and then what's interesting you said is now you, now you focus on the cues. So that's yes. cool. So you know what you have to do. And when he does, when the server makes that toss, you move accordingly right away. So you're focusing on the present and what he's going to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then let's say, um, you know, let's say that uh, he gets, he gets a serve and he gets another ace. Chances are that's probably their third point, maybe fourth. I'll call a timeout, give or take, if they go on a little bit of a run here. Uh, when I'm calling my timeout, what it, what it, where is your mindset and what are strategies that you use to, you know, during that timeout to get yourself ready to go? Well, during the timeout, either we're on a run and the other team needs a break, try to cool us off. So we just have to reset our mind, stay focused on what we're supposed to be doing, whether it's coming out of the timeout with fire and continue our run or we have to reset and get on the court and get that point right away. So we just have to refocus in the timeout and just breathe. So how do you refocus? Well, I do a lot of breathing. I close my eyes during during timeouts, all that. I just have to make sure everything's good, all that. You know, it's interesting. I know during timeouts, I you do close your eyes. And um, what I, what I do like that you do is you have your notes with you. So when you have your you have your notes on the bench, what do you do? You ever, do you? I know, and I've seen you look at those notes. What are you What are you doing when it comes to that? Well, it's just a, another refresher because in the game, there's a bunch of emotions, a lot of things we're thinking about. And in the moment, sometimes you'll forget about stuff. So you just a refresher. You just look at the paper, see who's serving, a couple next servers, and just refresh your mind. Okay, so what I got here, and it kind of sums up what we've been talking about. You know, So actually, before I, before I sum it up, let me ask you, why do you... you know, I know volleyball is an emotional game, and you know, there's a lot of things that happen. You got the crowd, you got the momentum shifts, the runs like you mentioned. How, how have you been able to be so successful at not letting that get to you? Like, you know, and I, and I can speak as a coach saying, cause I, I coach you. I, I don't, you've, I never see you frustrated. I've never seen you frustrated on the court. I've never seen your emotions get the better of you. How, how have you allowed your, how, how do you do that? Cause I know a lot of coaches listening to this wish that their players were like that, including myself, by the way, I've coached many players that are not like that. How do you do that? Honestly, I'm not sure how I got it. It's just always stuck with me throughout my whole, like everything, every sport that I've played with, I've been perfectly fine. I don't really fold under pressure. I actually like the bright lights and all that. I guess I'm just lost in the moment of the game and I'm just trying to play. I'm, I'm a competitor, competitor. So what do you tell coaches when they don't have a player like you? Like, how do you, you know, how, how, what, what, what would you say to coaches trying to help these other kids, you know, Honestly, be that confident? You just have to, Make them work hard in practice because practice makes everything easier in game. Like 
exactly what it says. Practice makes perfect. Just yeah. practice like you're in a game. You know, one thing you did mention to me earlier before this is um is when you show emotion on the court or you or you act nervous, you can't because the other team will see that. You exactly. want to speak to that? So say you get you get ace one time, the server's gonna see you, and if you make a reaction, probably gonna laugh at you, and they're probably just gonna keep coming at you and they're gonna see that you're not mentally strong. And you just have to you have to hide your emotions and just be ready. So if they come back to you, like, <clears throat> you want that ball, you pass that ball and you yeah, exactly. You could talk. Yeah, I know that's that's good. So I like so I guess what we what we can kind of sum up is <clears throat> excuse me, one. You have a plan for failure and your plan is very simple. Your plan is that point is done. We need to focus on the next point. We talked about breathing. So you breathe, you get that breath in. And then you have, you already know what you're going to focus on, which is what, what I like. You are now focused on the server. And because you know your cues, if he's spin serving, we take a step back. If he's float serving, we take a step up. So now your mind is focused on what the server is doing, not what the server did what the server is doing currently. And to your point, you know what they're what they're likely going to do because you've done your homework on them. So you're going to get ready for that flow, that spin, whatever the case is. <clears throat> and then in your in the timeout, if, if I call a timeout, you close your eyes, you get in your space. And we have guys on our team, you know, Sev, he he takes a little bit of a walk to the to the yeah. to the water, to the water fountain thing or the water, whatever you call it thing, the water bottle thing. Yeah. And then comes back. And then um Everyone has their own coping mechanism. You close your eyes, you you take your breathing. When you close your eyes, what are you thinking about? Honestly, my mind is clear. Like, I'm just ready to get back on the court. Okay, so, so you're closing your mind. You're just kind of trying to clear it get to get ready back on the court. And then um, and then you look at your notes, if, whatever notes you have. You look at it, and you kind of go from there, all right? Did I, did I, you want to add anything, or did, I, did we cover pretty much what, what your, your mindset is? That's pretty much what my mindset is. Honestly, I'm just a competitor. I just want to win games, and I'm down to do whatever it takes in order for that to happen. And, and that's a great mindset to have. And I mean, you are, you know, you're a college athlete. You're more mature than a lot of, you know, club and high school athletes. So I think, you know, for coaches that are listening, the the key is to get to this level of confidence and having that plan will help as well as reinforcing it in practice and and having that culture in your gym. But, uh, but thanks. No, Jay, this is great. This is great. I really like, I wanted to hear your perspective on this because as the number one libero in, in our league, arguably, well, first team all-star, it's good to hear where that mindset comes from. And hopefully other liberos can kind of follow suit. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, coach. All right. So that was nice. I'm very, very fortunate enough to have Jay come on. That's Jay, Jason Ber, uh, Bernal. I think that's how you say his last name. I never actually have said his last name before. But yeah, Jay, uh, he, he's an amazing, amazing libero. And um, yeah, I guess with him, it's it's more, he's, he's, he's just a mature player. He's very confident. And uh, he knows that he puts in a lot of work and uh, he, he trusts his game to make sure that that's, you know, when in doubt, he, he knows that he, his game has the ability to, to do great things. So hopefully you got a good little perspective there. Um, and he kind of led me into my other point that I was going to make, and that's preparation. And you heard him say it in, in the when I had him on there. He says he knows because he has his serving charts done. He's looked at film on the team prior. So he's he's done his homework. And he trusts his preparation. And with that preparation, he's able to have that confidence to go in. And when that, when that, you know, when that failure happens, you know, in terms of serve receive error, he's able to trust his homework, knows what he knows his plan that he's going to do next and then go after it and, and do quite well. So 
number one or number thing when it comes to preparation is if you have film on the other team, that is going to help you when it comes to these server receive errors is making sure that you know their best servers, know what kind of serves that they're going to be, you know, serving towards you, know, track the path of those serves, you know, and then that way when that server goes up, it's like, oh, number six is up. They like the, you know, they like the six, five float. Well, guess what? When they go up, you're going to make sure you're ready for that six, five float. Uh, oh, that they like to serve deep to one. Well, you're going to go up there and get ready to pass that ball. So just by being prepared significantly, significantly helps you out. Now, let's say, you know, many coaches say, well, I don't have film on another team. Well, how can I prepare if I don't have film? Well, that's a great question. Well, you can do a couple things. In the warm-up, you can get as much information as you can by looking at what the team is doing, especially in high school, club. There are, you know, when we're talking about 18-year-olds and under, 17-year-olds and under, and even younger, uh, this becomes a lot easier. So the first thing you do is look at the setter. You know, the setter is going to be warming up at the net, and you can get a good grasp of how this setter sets. Do they run a fast tempo? Are they running high ball? You know, what is look at what 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 is their better set? Oh, they set the they set the right side really well. Or oh, they struggle with the right side. That ball was inside. That ball was outside. That ball was too high. That ball was too low. The right side sets were a lot different. Well, that might not be a go, a, a go to option for them. So knowing that will help. Oh, they run the middle really well. Oh, they're practicing the 30. Oh, so I guess they have a little bit of 30 offense in them. So just by looking at the type of sets they're setting, the quality of the sets, the, you know, you can get a lot of information. You know, even the cues. Oh, look, the setter arches their back a lot when they set the right side. Bang, right off the back. That's a cue that's going to help you uh, when it comes to reading the setter, if that's what you're doing. When they're doing like their, you know, their 5-5 five, five warm-up, when they're serving, look and see the, the best servers, where are they liking to serve? Because I guarantee you, during that serving practice, they're going to be serving the serves that they want to do, whatever their go-to serves are. Now, unless you're a younger age group and you're just serving to get the ball over the net, even at that, look and see where the ball was going because that's a good indication of what they can do. And if you really, really, if you really, really want, you know, I would have a serving chart already done up, and like, like, a, like a blank one, and just do the like two or three players two or three of their best players and just chart it really quickly and have that as a reference because that's being prepared because I guarantee you those are the players that are going to be going on any serving run that you're going to come up against. Those are the players that are going to give you that that ace to give you that serve-receive error. All right, and that's and you, you don't want to kick yourself when you could have done it, but you didn't and you realize, oh, wow, that's the player that I was watching during warm-ups and they just served five, six in a row and I could have maybe been better prepared if I had that serving chart done or if I at least did wrote something because we can reference that you know even Jay like if you listen to him during timeouts he goes back to his sheet and references it and he not only what was interesting is he not only references the, the server that's currently serving he looks ahead to see who the next two or three servers are just to get a refresher like that I actually didn't know that that's that's high level there that's interesting so just a little bit of this preparation will will go a long way. So I guess the to sum this up, you know, players are gonna get frustrated, emotional, nervous in a match. It's gonna happen. It's inevitable, right? Not everyone is like Jay who does not get, you know, who's been uh, who's been a competitor his whole life and doesn't get, and, and and you know, when the when the lights come on, he he shines, he enjoys, he embraces that moment. There are players that are like that, and I would even share that story. But that's you know, I would embrace the moment. But when you get flustered and emotional and nervous, have a plan in place. Have a plan in place. And you just got, we've been talking for a long time here. You got a bunch of ideas that you can you can create a plan for each player. And I, I would even co-create it with your players. 
Um, remember the top three things, serve, receive errors, serving errors and hitting errors. Those are the top three things that players get emotional, frustrated, nervous about when it comes to a match. So you can create a plan for each one of those. And the second thing, we just talked about two main things here. The second thing is preparation. And we just walked, we talked about how you can prepare, you know, prior to the match, if you have film and then during the beginning of the match, if you don't. All right. Another thing I want you to um, go back and listen to episode 68. Listen to episode 68. We had a mental skills coach, Paige Tons, who did, did an amazing job at walking through some of the stuff we talked about, as well as other things. Uh, and that should help you as well. Come up with a plan to help your players, you know, not be so nervous and things like that. And she works with players on a regular basis. That That's her job. That's what she does. She's an expert and she's a mental skills coach and she's fantastic. So take a listen to episode 68. That'll also help you, um, you know, get ready to help your players rather when it comes to this mental skills training and things like that. All right, that's it for me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. I'll see you guys next week. Take care.